Ah, oh, for Christ's sake, Anakin! Hello and welcome to episode 11 of For Christ's Sake, Anakin, coming to you live to air from, yeah, sunny, wonderful suburban Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Where was this weather all, su all summer? I don't know. It's, it's great. I'm going to enjoy it tonight with the Toronto FC, hoping to grab the Supporters' Shield and MLS. That's a whole other discussion. Uh, today we're talking Anakin Redemptor. We're talking... You know the the idea of Anakin Skywalker as you know, redeemer as was he redeemed uh, the theme of redemption and salvation uh, per grain line for the Jewish feast of Yom Kippur for 500 years of the Reformation we're going to get into some of those issues there uh, this was in response to the the initial impetus for this was a, uh, a podcast episode called Holy on podcast is called Holy Star Wars by Jason Flatt, and he had uh, Stephen Kent from Beltway Banthas on. That was released on September 11th. Uh, was I found out about it through uh, Beltway Banthas. Uh, it was aired on, on that podcast a week later. Um, I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, first, first, the news. Um, not too much news related things i mean we we know that might be a trailer probably pretty sure a trailer is going to be dropping for the last jedi uh at the halftime in the vikings game so if i need an excuse to either watch the vikings or get my brother to let me know when halftime is on we'll see um <clears throat> yeah i'm gonna I, I debate about whether or not i want to watch trailers or or stay away from spoilers I'm gonna watch the trailer. It's not not a not a question there. Um, I'm hoping it doesn't reveal too much plot. Hoping it gets us excited for the film. Uh, so that's that news. How am I Star Warsing? Well, not really. Well, first of all, I'll, I'll say I'm currently not reading any Star Wars books or or anything just for the this week. I've actually, you know, as mentioned, I'm. Working through Eternals by uh, Neil Gaiman, wonderful, wonderful book. Uh, came out, I guess, 10, 15 years ago. Um, in, in the Marvel Universe, these gods who come to Earth and rediscover who they are. It's a fascinating book. Um, won't get into any kind of spoilers there, even though it came out 15 years ago. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what else came out, of course, is Star Trek Discovery. And really tempted to talk about that, hopefully find a place to do that maybe next week's podcast will be our star trek versus star wars podcast that i've been itching to do for a while uh i'll just say i've watched it sec watched the pilot twice i've enjoyed it uh got some editing acting issues but pacing issues but uh leaves open a wonderful story potential so looking forward to that going forward um Maybe we'll see it more in line with Star Wars. Who knows? I hope, frankly, hope not. Hope it gets back to what Star Trek really is, which is its own thing. Um, this is a, a Star Wars podcast, Matthew. So <laughs> uh, the the latest thing is is uh, from a certain point of view, the the short story compilation. Uh, I ordered it. It's coming. It's going to be shipped in the mail. I'm everything I've heard about this project. It's, um, short stories that uh, look at the events of A New Hope from these 40 points of view. It's for the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. 
um, everything, everyone from Palpatine in Shakespearean verse to uh, Boba Fett in the audiobook is uh, Boba Fett voiced by John Hamm, of course, of uh, Mad Men fame, among others. Great St. Louis Cardinals fan, by the way. Um, all these different from I think the Dianoga has a, has a story in it. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that as a, a just a, a nice tribute, but also very much canon. Uh, well, Doctor Afra I think has a, has a story what she was up to. So very fascinating. Um, is that also when I, I I mentioned before that Fan Expo I finally completed collecting uh, Tales of the Jedi, and I told myself, okay, when I'm gonna when I actually finish collecting it, I'm gonna dive in and read it, do a Legends dip into uh, what I consider to be the Old Testament uh, of the Legends timeline, you know, the, the Chronicles, Kings, the equivalent, if you will. Um, and so looking forward to that, obviously not necessarily any kind of direct parallels. I'm not expecting any of that, but just filling out that part of the history. Um, and, you know, that, that comes to the films and I think I may have, well, I did the, the canon, there's the general canon episode, uh, canon, biblical canon, the way I see that. Yeah, I do see <laughs> Tales of the Jedi, that period, I mean, in Legends, Dawn of the Jedi would be kind of like Genesis, and Tales of the Jedi would be Chronicles and Kings, and then the films itself would be the Gospels, um, it's the prequels, and then the original trilogy. Uh, kind of gone into previous episodes, what you know, how the prequels are kind of like. Or, 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 I, I mean, yeah, if you if you're curious about the details there, uh, both what I mean by the films as the Gospels. I'm almost think, kind of thinking the sequel trilogy will be kind of like the the epistles, the, the Acts and the Apostles and the Epistles and the working out of this legacy of, of Anakin Skywalker as the Chosen One who brought balance to the Force. Uh, that's, of course, my perspective, my certain point of view. It was George Lucas's, but <laughs> uh, it's, he, he's not in, in the helm. It's debated, um, you know, it's still up for debate who the actual chosen one is, what the prophecy means. But uh, from a certain point of view, uh, that's kind of the way I, I see it. And delving into what that means uh, and why I see it that way and what the implications are for the way I interpret the saga in light of, in that conversation between... Um, Anakin Skywalker is the chosen one in the Star Wars universe in this fictional Star Wars universe and Jesus Christ as the son of God and Messiah of Israel in uh, meta historical, super historical, but entered into history reality that we live in that as a, as a Christian, I, I claim as true. Um, but of course, again, many of the truths we cling to are truths from a certain point of view. And so that's that's a good segue into, um, and I mentioned at the top, uh, the, the impetus for this episode is, um, I saw on the Beltway Banthas Twitter, you know, Stephen Kent, or I don't, you know, the Beltway Banthas Twitter saying, uh, I believe the episode's saying, 
Christ Anakin redemption uh, with with Holy Star Wars. Now, Holy Star Wars is another podcast by someone named uh, Jason Flat, I believe. Um, yes, Jason Flat, and he looks looks broad, more broadly at uh, myth and different religious traditions, and it's it's really fascinating. It's really neat. Um, I, I kind of listened. I listened to the first one once, one about, about Cain and Abel, and realized he was reading in a different, reading that text in a different way, and doing a bit of a different thing. So I was wondering, oh, is he going to do the same thing as me? No, he's doing a different thing, which is great. It's it's more of a comparative religions and Star Wars, and uh, I'll leave it to him to more fully articulate what he's up to. Uh, but uh, this episode's particular, uh, he brought Stephen Kent of Beltway Banthas on. And and Stephen is, um, he works in, in D.C. And uh, he, you know, he's stated up front he's a committed Christian and goes to church. And he uh, was able to, wonderful, able to hear him bring that to the table. Because when he's talking about, yeah, he, he brings, he comes up a little bit when he's talking about politics and Star Wars. But uh, it was nice to, to hear him go delve into that. I mean, that's something I want to a conversation, obviously and the whole, this whole purpose of this podcast is to bring out that conversation of the parallels between Christianity and star Wars. Um, and hearing what people think, these voices that I listen to what they think. And so, um, so they, they had a very, very fascinating discussion, uh, brought up on the, the very, Term, I'll, I'll let you listen to. I'll post the, the podcast in the show notes uh, for this episode. But uh, from the Beltway Banthas, oh no, I guess I guess I'll, I'll do do from the Holy Star Wars. Um, but you can also check out Beltway Banthas. Uh, I've hyped them up quite a bit, and, and I definitely appreciate them um, and what they do. Him and Stephen and Suara Salar. Um, so the episode itself, they very fascinating discussion of what the word redemption means. Um, like how they went into both the, the common vernacular understanding of redemption being, uh, as Stephen said, you know, going from the black cloak to the white cloak of lead, beginning to lead a new life, uh, a life of of loving care and commitment to others as opposed to selfishness and destruction from before and turning um and very much the idea of repentance involved in that. Uh, the, but the, definitely appreciate how they brought up uh, this other uh, other understanding of redemption, not a related understanding, but a, a bit of a they deepen it in the way uh, way the Bible, specifically the Hebrew Bible, the the Old Testament, the Christian Bible, the Old and New Testaments. Um, Talk about redemption being almost almost like I hope it doesn't trivialize this, but when you talk about redeeming a coupon, <laughs> uh, you you submit something in and you receive something. I mean, it's much deeper than that. I mean, when when we're talking about the uh, the Hebrew Bible, talking about the Israelites, it's it's not a coupon; it's a lamb or a bull or a goat or you know the, this beloved animal that you have to slaughter. And you redeem your life in exchange for this this animal. And uh, I appreciate that went into yeah. Redemption requires sacrifice of 
uh, you know, animal sacrifice of ourselves. Uh, sorry, that was the Windows Defender summary <laughs> virus definitions. Um, yeah, and, and then, I, and it also went in. So yeah, so I appreciate that they went there. They deepened our understanding and reminded us that redemption means more than simply just this narrative arc that we we see. Um, they also brought up a very interesting discussion. I hadn't thought of this, but of uh, Agent Callus from Star Wars Rebels. Is he going to be redeemed? Is he going to have this redemption arc of uh, being being an Imperial, committed Imperials as far as we know, and then meeting Zeb and, and switching sides and spoiler alert, he, he you know, at the end of end of season three he's he's on Yavin with the with the rebels and uh yeah we, we my guess is they're you know Filoni and them are gonna be careful with the character. I, I gather they're not gonna I hope they don't you know they they know what's going on. They're not gonna be cheap with him. Um this question you know, is that too fast? Has there been a sacrifice? What is he sacrificed? Um, so we'll let you listen to the episode um, as I grab my swig of water there. The main question, the main thing of perked up, I saw this, I mean, obviously the title of the podcast and said, oh, I've got to respond to this because this is what my, my whole podcast is about. And uh, yeah, raised raised very interesting questions on my part of, well, for me, of, and, and, and just generally the way we read Anakin Skywalker Skywalker's arc. Is he redeemed is the main question. How do or I guess a broader question. How do we understand the theme of redemption in light of his arc and his story? Um which I would argue and I think we're we're starting people are generally starting to see that's the main trajectory of the first two trilogies overall is Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth Vader, then killing the Emperor, <laughs> and um, that at least I mean, and, and and of course there's all the layers of Luke's hero's journey and Han's hero's journey and Leia's heroine's journey and whatever you know, um, underlying it all is this prophecy of the Chosen One, and uh, you know, can can Anakin come back? He's Return of the Jedi, all that. And, and if he comes back, what's the meaning of that? What's the meaning of that last scene where he, where Luke takes off the mask and looks on, and, and Anakin looks on him with his own eyes, and we see now the hating Christians and Force Ghost and all that stuff, the, the much maligned, but I all, of course, think it makes perfect sense. Um, but the question, again, it's raised, and, and Stephen raised this question, you know, is Anakin redeemed? Is there redemption in the the same Christian sense? Um, and th- this is this is where this question gets interesting, and where I, I want to flesh out uh, my response where it comes down to. So, what's fascinating is so again I mentioned how Jason Flat he he's doing something different. So I thought okay, his approach to the texts are going to be different from mine so my main area of disagreement might be different from his and then but Stephen he's, he's a Christian so I'm gonna be you know more 
uh, more in accord, more in agreement with what he says. Um, Jason is, is, I didn't actually know this, but Jason is a, a committed, uh, I believe he's a practicing Jew and very you know, invested in Judaism. Uh, this this terminology is difficult for me and that because I'm Messianic Jewish and I'll get to the, the importance of that in a second. Or Hebrew Anglican, if you want to use that phrase, um, the you know, practicing Jew and uh, and also those you know, conflict resolution, comparative religions, all this stuff. Uh, and so, you know, what he had to say, I didn't have as much stake in as I had more stake in what Stephen was saying, and uh, that's the thing. So, so I'll just set the, say this right now is. Stephen and Suara have done a wonderful job of, of talking about controversial issues and talking about disagreeing well. And, um, and part of disagreeing well is pointing out more areas of agreement and of disagreement. Um, and so this is, this is my exercise because it's something we all need practice in. My exercise in disagreeing well because many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. And that's not a relativist statement. It doesn't deny that these are truths that we are clinging to. Um, but it's helpful to articulate different points of view. And so in this, I'm hoping, hope to understand where Stephen is coming from, say I'm, I'm coming from a different place in a lot of ways. So uh, <clears throat> what's interesting is I, I land kind of in the middle uh, of the two, two, two people in this, on this podcast, you know, mentioned I, i'm i grew up messianic jewish and uh now in you know worshiping in an anglican serving in an anglican context uh episcopalian in the united states um anglican in canada uh so what that means is um i'm gonna put stock I actually do have a bit more stock in, in what jason was saying and but also my understanding of salvation and the church is certainly more Catholic, I think, than what, and, and yeah, salvation even, than what Stephen was getting at. And so, again, in line with Yom Kippur and the 500th anniversary of the, 500th anniversary of the Reformation, um, raises some interesting issues. So, let's get into it. So, what is the word redemption what 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 brings to mind there um and and this is where the the again the episode was really strong on in the you know, redemption requires sacrifice and what <clears throat> what my mind directly went to is actually to torah um where two related commands here related things um the first is when the Israelites, so the Israelites are wandering through the desert, when they come to the promised land, when they're, when they're, they, there's this command, when you, when you come to the promised land, uh, you are to give, uh, a, offer a sacrifice to redeem your firstborn. And then I, th I'm, I think, and I, I wish I looked it up more deeply, but so there's that initial thing. And then for throughout their generations and uh, I had this in a messianic Jewish context but uh, uh, many Jews do this called the pidyon haben the redemption of the firstborn in which 
the firstborn, usually the firstborn son, although I gather that's changing now. Uh, the parents give 30 pieces of silver to the synagogue or to, to the rabbi to support the synagogue. But in, in Thanksgiving for the birth of the child, but also to say this life belongs to God. He is, God has given him to us. We, in a way, redeem him from God. Uh, in, in in this this sense of, uh, you know, we're 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 a steward. We're not going to leave him in this middle ground here. Um, we're redeeming him, but also because uh, we've all you know, we all beseech God's mercy. Because, you know, as Romans will say, you know, the wages of sin is death. And we seek God's mercy on on him, and, for him, and that he not face the punishment of sin. Um, the, I mean, the, the biggest point of redemption, redemption of the firstborn, I mean, we think of the Passover. And the Passover lamb that is sacrificed for for the whole nation. And, and and Jason wonderfully brought this out, is the nation is redeemed uh, through the sacrifice of the Lamb. And if you're a Christian hearing this, if you're me hearing this growing up with Passover, with a very messianic understanding of Passover being, uh, <coughs> being the central moment of our family's year, yeah, you're hearing, oh yeah, and the species... The church, the you know, the body of Christ, is redeemed through the sacrifice of the Lamb. Um, is redeemed, and so we can ask, yeah, and, and so yes, we can say there's a personal dimension to salvation, to redemption, uh, and I'll get into what the, the distinction with those terms in a minute. Um, there's also a cosmic uh, dimension to this. And the question is, which one is prior? Um, and in the, in the, if the cosmic dimension, if the personal dimension, and I'll start with the personal dimension. So if the personal dimension, there is redemption and then there's salvation. Um, and that's, that's where Stephen goes. And it's, it's a fair point. There is, you know, uh, and says Anakin he he's not fully redeemed yet uh he's turned he's repented and uh, but he hasn't been fully redeemed because we don't really see him in the white cloak we don't see the implications of his life going forward so we don't really know and that's kind of what I'm point, thinking about with with the sequel trilogy are we going to see that legacy are we going to see if the last Jedi, I really hope, frankly, this is my biggest hope, is Luke is able to, Luke and Ray or whoever is able to point to, or the Journal of the Wills is able to point to the way Anakin Skywalker brought balance to the Force. Um, I've got into that too, I think, with my Qui-Gon episode a little bit. Um, but we haven't seen that yet. And, and it's true that Darth Vader committed many, many atrocities and um, so much destruction in his wake, and if he was brought back, yeah, Stephen, I, I agree. If he was brought back to 
the Rebel Alliance and with if Luke brought him back in tow, who knows? It probably wouldn't have been a good scene. <laughs> so, um, and it's really the question of how do we, on that level, can we map on a Christian redemption, conversion, salvation to the story of Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, personally as the recipient of redemption? Frankly, we don't know. Uh, at best, no. At worst, I mean, again, we haven't seen the implications. He dies before he can work to redeem, uh, redeem himself. And what's fascinating there is, you know, on the anniversary of the Reformation, and we're talking about, and, and this kind of straddles both sides because, uh, you know, and, and the the strength, but also the contradictions of of 21st century evangelical Protestantism that really focuses on the personal dimension. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Are you living, you know, as Paul himself says, live your life according to the calling which you have been called. Uh, Book of Hebrews that we're studying for Bible study. Sorry. It goes in, sorry about that, goes into very much a strong sense of, are you being personally responsible? On the other hand, the strength of the Reformation was, of Reformed views was in saying, by grace alone, by faith alone, it is the finished work of Christ. It isn't something we earn. Uh, it's something we, we receive and we in turn act on and so that's both the strength but also uh the the, i mean internal contradictions of uh, here's a fancy word uh, of protestant soteriology at least the extreme to which we've gotten to in the 21st century where on the one hand it's by grace alone but on the other hand you better show it i mean that was something extreme that they were fighting with uh and grappling with um, and it's not that Catholic soteriology doesn't have those have those kind of contradictions, but what I do see though is, um, I mean, the Reformation is all about false was all about false dichotomies. I think at least the um, the intractable dilemmas that we seem to be still in to some degree. Although the ecumenical movement has done wonderful. Made wonderful strides there of the personal and the cosmic and communal. Um, and Stephen mentioned the communal a little bit, but uh, there's also this sense that, but in, in light of salvation as eternal life after we die. And so there is that eternal personal dimension. Again, not denying any of this. Um, but the 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 focus in the New Testament, the focus by and large has not been we die and we go to heaven. It, it's been there. I mean, we die and we join the communion of saints. Uh, salvation. But here's the thing: is we we have we have scripture saying now is the day of the Lord. Now is the acceptable day of salvation. Um, Hebrews quoting Psalm 95 just last night in our Bible study 
And yeah, you know, Jason's right. Star Wars isn't a Bible study, but there is a good place for a Bible study. Um, today, if you would hear his voice, harden not your hearts. And so, I mean, we all affirm the now and not yet of Christ's work on the cross and his resurrection and his incarnation. Um, again, I mentioned the false dichotomies. This isn't when I say cosmic versus personal. That's the thing. It isn't. To say it's one or the other is a false dichotomy. But what is prior? What is... I don't want to say even more important, but but logically prior is the cosmic dimension, is the God to us, and then God to me, and then me to God. That's the order. And so, again, to recap, does... The narrative arc of Darth Vader map on to a Christian understanding of, of salvation, of the receiving of salvation. And again, I, I, I realize I'm relating the question of redemption and salvation. Does it, salvation we don't know. Redemption we also don't know. Um, maybe. Um, the reason I, I connect redemption and salvation is, the thing about the Reformation is, uh, it made this this distinction. Here's more technical terms. Uh, I think redemption. I think what we mean there then is sanctification, and salvation we mean justification. So redemption meaning you've turned and you're living a holy life. That's sanctification. You're or you're progressively growing in the faith, maturing in the faith. Justification meaning. Yes, you are marked as Christ's own, and you are, uh, you will be saved at the end. You will enter into eternal life. Um, and, and and at its best, reformers were able to say that sanctification is for the justified, is for those who are saved and being saved. Um, but they make this interesting distinction that is helpful, but we can get, we can lose it in its relationship in the relationship between one to another, because for Catholics and, and Catholic soteriology, it isn't coincidental. It, it, it's, it's more strong. It's, and for reformers, it wasn't coincidental that, well, it almost was, I mean, and it almost is now that the sanctified just happened to be the justified. The justified just happen to be the sanctified. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way. Whereas in the Catholic soteriology, yes, it, it does have to be that way because sanctification is the God's continual act of justification. Um, so those are, those are these technical, and, and that comes out through the sacramental life of the church, through the, the teaching of the church, and through going to Mass and, and all that stuff. And as an Anglican, I, I can sit in the middle and draw on both. Um, as a Star Wars fan, where am I going to focus on my relationship, where I understand the relationship between uh, Anakin's story and the Christian story? And so, again, Stephen's right. You know, as a recipient of redemption, we don't know about Anakin. We don't know. As the Redeemer. And I, and I do think 
Stephen Jason mentioned this, but I want to press it and I want to say this is actually where this is where at least where I land, um, where I think is the most most salient thing. I've mentioned in the title of this podcast, Anakin Redemptor, um, that he and 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 if you if you're curious about me going into more depth in this in my second episode about uh, Darth Vader as an icon of the crucifixion and all that but uh just to 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 refresh and to to summarize there I mean I really do see this narrative of Anakin Skywalker as the chosen one as someone who uh goes through the the uh the vagaries and complexities of of growing up as a Jedi. And again, it's not a Bible study. Jason's right. It's not, there are no one-to-one parallels. This is resonances. And what's wonderful, I mean, this is the space opera genre, is another thing that makes me want to point to the cosmic implications of what Anakin is doing. Um, we think of, uh, you know, we look at the Mortis arc and, Again, there there isn't a one to one parallel here with Christianity, but Christian theology. But uh, as we all said, Mortis Arc, it is theology. It, I don't read it as Anakin dropping the ball on being the chosen one. I think it's it's I think I mentioned this before Mortis Arc as as kind of a transfiguration, as being revealed to be the chosen one, at least to us, to Obi Wan and Ahsoka, um, to Anakin. Whether or not he, whether he likes it or not, um, and 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 so we see him going through. We see him following the dark side, becoming sin for us. Um, we see him you know, showing to us what Ece homo, evil and death are, and showing to the galaxy as as the 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 pit bull of the emperor what evil and death are, and then. Uh, rising again, becoming the Jedi he he was always destined to be, and killing the Emperor after you know ending the Sith reign and leaving it open to bring balance to the Force. Again, we don't fully know what balance means, and it would be these discussions would would be well too easy, frankly, if we did. But um. You know, unhinging, at the very least, you could say Order sixty six, <laughs> unhinged the Jedi from any sense that they could be tied down to galactic politics the way they were. Uh, <laughs> that's a bit of a roundabout argument, but you got to admit, after Order sixty six, the Jedi are no longer in bed with the Republic. <laughs> Let's put it that way, um, and. and were destroyed because, in part, because of how in bed they were, and uh, and Order sixty six dislodges that. Um, but more importantly, you know, the whole idea that the Force is out of balance, largely because of the Empire, but also because of the the Republic and its own corruption, and the corruption of the Jedi, and the rise of the Sith, and all these things. And here comes Anakin. And saves the day, literally. <laughs> and so, 
what what that means is then redemption becomes open to everyone else that from the ashes of the empire the new republic can rise of course it has its own problems and tensions just like the early church had its own problems and tensions um but this can you know a, a more peaceful democratic force sensitive force jedi open republic only open to the existence of the jedi um is is free to flourish is you know the galaxy is undergoing a process of redemption of receiving what Anakin brought to it what the will of the force pushed through <laughs> with with the life death and rebirth of Anakin Skywalker um and and so you know, we, we see that cosmic dimension and what, what's critical then is where we are in terms of what we know about canon so far is and this is and i talked about eternal life and you know there's no kind of it, it you can there is maybe a resonance with force ghosts in the communion of saints I, you know again going back to hebrews so great a cloud of witnesses um but for what we know is that perfect perfect redemption has not happened yet in the Star Wars galaxy and in a, in our own right um, perfect healing fulfillment that is this this end times thing and, and by end times I mean the end of the age when you know, God will come and and Messiah will come on a white horse and declare the reign of God for eternity and you know lying will the wolf will lie down with the lamb and um all that but it doesn't mean so that clearly hasn't happened now it didn't happen for the listeners of hebrews um you know we we aren't living in tomorrow yet it's not yet but it is true today we now again now is the day of salvation today if you will hear his voice um, and so Anakin Redemptor, uh, yeah, Anakin has redeemed, we don't know. Anakin has redeemer, uh, we do know, we do see, at least I see it. Um, and, uh, that, I mean, again, the, 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 it works with even the genre of space opera, right? Space opera, hard sci-fi, um, Star Trek, other other genres, we can narrow down all the way down to just the characters. What's so wonderful about space opera, about Star Wars in particular, is yeah, we got these wonderful characters that we can narrow down to and talk about personal journeys and personal struggles. There's also, and it's not separate from the cosmic where I talked about how Kenobi, the novel by John Jackson Miller, it's this parable. It's this allegory of what was going on in the galaxy as a whole, just on this very small scale. Um, we talk about, you know, all these other stuff with Ray, we can see, you know, the force is awakened. Well, we, I mean, we don't fully know what that means either, but 
there is something happening in her own hero's journey that is rising up as an apostle of of what's to come. Uh, of course, in Luke, we see uh, him becoming this Jedi who is able to confront his father and bring him out. So th- that's the personal, but it's it's participates in connected to this deeper galactic wide universe wide <laughs> cosmic scope and uh and and that's i mean that's where the biggest resonance is here resonance because i mean in the bible we have mary we have john the baptist we have moses we have all these characters they're, they Moses and Elijah on Transfiguration at the Transfiguration. They they encounter the one for for whom this is all completely true, namely the connection between cosmic and personal is intimately one on one. It's the Son of God, right? Um, the 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 fullness of the Godhead is pleased to dwell with him bodily. Um, and so when I, and that's why I go then to with Anakin birth by the will of the force <laughs> there it is um, brings balance to the force in this very personal act of seeing yeah seeing Anakin I, I don't know if it, it was on the bridge on Endor but I'd say that Stephen said it, I think it's even more on on the Death Star I've always remembered that shot of him looking down at Luke. And that moment, that is not Darth Vader. That is Anakin Skywalker. Uh, for this very personal love for his son. This very personal love uh, yeah, for this other person. Um, it's not just, not we can't say whether or not it's an act of receiving redemption. But it's an act of redeeming. At least that's where I land. So, um, I hope that that all made sense. I hope that was clear and helpful. Um, yeah, if you, I, I highly, highly recommend you checking that episode out. I've repeatedly talked about how wonderful Beltway Banthus is as a as a podcast. Um, gonna get into Holy Star Wars a little more myself now that I've <laughs> hyped it up. I've listened to to one or two episodes. Um, yeah, even though we're the three, there's a bunch of us who are doing different things, it's still a similar sort of conversation that Stephen himself raised, right? Looking at these resonances and even parallels between uh, Star Wars and things in our world, in the real world. Um, it, it was a great discussion. Uh, hopefully, I've been, I've done a good job of, uh, being charitable and, and engaging what what Stephen's points were, but also uh, just yeah, stating my own case here. Um, and yeah, so thank you for, thank you for listening. You can follow me at, on Twitter at neug four eighty five. You can follow me on Instagram at mneug eleven thirty eight. I will put Stephen and Jason's uh, social media their Twitter in the show notes too. And um, yeah, really, again, thank you for, for listening. Thank you for 
bearing with having delay between episodes. Um, I will try and get to more frequently again. That'll be definitely something I'm, I'm, I hope to do and I plan on doing. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been, been a good ride. It's been great to just sit and, and talk Star Wars and share what I think and, uh, bring my thoughts together and I really appreciate you all listening. Um, so come back hopefully next week where I will, yeah, delve into Star Trek and Star Wars. It'll be a bit more, I mean, it still will be kind of theological because I can't help it. I mean, that's kind of where I, uh, where I see Star Trek as faltering, frankly. Um, and see Star Wars as more compelling. But, of course, I love Star Trek too. So, <laughs> that's that's for next week. Um, I'm saying it right now, so next week it happens. Um, thanks again for listening. Uh, you know, Check out Stephen Kent and Suara Saleh and Jason Flatt and all their, their wonderful work. Um, for now, may the Force be with you always.